Welcome to the Farming on Purpose podcast, a podcast for farmers and ranchers ready to shift for a stronger future. Today's challenges in agriculture are new, but the grit and determination required to be successful are not. On the Farming on Purpose podcast, you'll hear how producers of all sizes and practices are moving mountains for things they believe in, all in the name of an industry that keeps growing and innovating for a stronger food system and stronger farm families. I'm your host, Lexi Wright, and I'm excited to discuss where producers are finding success, challenging the status quo, striving for better, and keeping our heritage alive, all while producing the food we depend on. This podcast is brought to you by Back Pocket Social Marketing. And yes, this is Lexi here. This podcast has been a real passion project for me. All the time that goes into interviewing guests, editing, and producing the show is sponsored by my freelance marketing agency. We specialize in website design, social media advertising, content creation and management, and email marketing. If you like to take a foundational approach to your marketing and figure out exactly what's working for you and what's not, and really focus on efficiency, then you would be a great candidate to work with us. You can reach out and talk with us more at Lexi at BackPocketSocial.com. We would love to help you solve your marketing challenges. Welcome back to Farming on Purpose. I'm so glad you're here. It's just me, Lexi, today. I don't have a guest, but today I wanted to share with you a little bit about how our personal farm transition has gone um, and what things are going like now that we are on the farm and living here. So I've hinted at this story quite a bit over the past episodes and on Instagram and TikTok, and I've never really shared the big picture or what things looked like for us in our farm transition. And there's been a lot of reasons for that. First of all, it's been in process. Um, It still is in process technically, but we are working through it. And so that's just been like a lot of things up in the air. Nobody knew what the right answer was or the timeline or anything like that. So it didn't feel great to share about it then. I feel like now that we're here and things are happening, it's a little bit easier and things are a little bit more stable so I can share the story. The other reason that I have not shared this story yet, uh, to be quite honest, is just that I've been really nervous too. Um, Nobody has really caused me to feel that way. It's just how I personally feel. I think it's important to remember that in farm transitions, there are a lot of people involved in almost every scenario. Um, and I am simply the daughter-in-law. Um, I am simply the the wife, the married-in family member in this case. And the farm that we live on um, is has a lot of history and it is beloved by a lot of family members. And so I don't want anything that I ever say to come across as um, contradictory or trying to ruffle feathers or upsetting to anyone. I just want to share my experience and what it's been like um, as we've moved to the farm and how things have been going since we got here. Um, we've been doing a lot of learning by doing So this today is just kind of what my experience has been like in being the first generation on a sixth generation farm. And I hope that 
you can gain some insight from it or maybe share a laugh or a feeling of, wow, what's going on along the way. Maybe you've been there before. The Farming on Purpose podcast is turning a year old, and we think it's high time to invite you into our mission. Be sure to follow me on Instagram for weekly giveaways in October leading up to our one-year anniversary. You can find me at right at the moment. That's right, just like my last name. To get more info on how you can enter the giveaways this month, join us in the Farming on Purpose Facebook group or sign up for updates in your inbox at farmingonpurpose.com. While you're there, check out the new merch we just dropped in the shop. You'll find t-shirts, stickers, and notebooks, all inspired by the people building ag legacies. Thanks so much for being here. Let's get to it. Um, this story dates starts to date back actually quite a while. Um Something a lot of people don't know is that my husband and I were actually married at the farm that we live at now. Um, Back then, we never anticipated that we would live here or farm here or have cows here. Um, No one really knew what the future of the farm was at that point. That was about eight years ago. We're coming up on our eight-year anniversary. And we got married out in the pasture. It was a horribly cold and windy day, but very beautiful. And I'm so thankful for all the people that came and celebrated with us that day. I, every time we see someone they um, and we mention our wedding or our wedding comes up, the, the weather is always a topic of conversation then. But back then, um, no one knew what the future of the farm was. It, it hadn't been decided. There wasn't really a plan in place. It was a question, I think, in a lot of people's minds, but not anything that anyone had had real discussions about, to my knowledge, at that time. Um, Fast forward past that, after my husband and I got married, we moved to a small acreage of our own where we could get started with our small cattle herd. We had some goats, we had some uh, meat chickens, and we started learning and doing things there for ourselves. Um, We were starting from scratch. I uh, was raised on a hobby farm. My husband was raised in production ag, but um, in a lot of different ways, we hadn't really ever done these things for ourselves before. So um, we considered ourselves beginning farmers. I know that we had a lot more knowledge and resources maybe than a lot of beginning farmers have today, but everything still felt very new. And like we were learning for the first time or for the the first time on our own with big kid responsibilities and checks to pay. So um, we grew there for up until about last year. Um, Last summer, we had been looking in the area for opportunities to expand our operation for I mean, we, it, it had been always on our mind since we moved there, but it had begun to become a much bigger focus for us. We really were wanting to expand and we were not finding the opportunities to do so in the location that we were. Um, so we started looking outside of our local location and accepting that we were probably going to have to move in order to expand, um, to make the, the money work for us um, as people who were just really still getting our start um, in, in ag. So we looked at some other operations, in different parts of the state. We looked at one pretty seriously that I fell head over heels over the moon for, um, was completely in love with that operation that we went and looked at. We had planned to buy it. We, uh, made an offer and we were not able to buy it because they received a cash offer, um, from someone else. 
So that was very sad. I was very disappointed. I was very uh, dejected for quite a while after that happened um, because I got pretty hopeless and just really wondered if if this would ever even be possible or if we were going to be stuck on our small acreage, unable to expand for the rest of our lives. And at that point, there were a lot of questions of, you know, is this even worth it for us to be involved in agriculture if we're going to stay this size? Um, it's definitely not a profitable thing for us to do. Should we be investing our money elsewhere, thinking about our kids' college educations, things like that? And it was really starting to become a focus point for my husband and I thinking about, you know, what's best for the future? We love being in ag. We love having cows and horses and goats and and getting this opportunity to do these things. But is it really the wisest choice for our family? Um, so we spent some more time looking for other opportunities. We um, actually had another farm that we looked at and made an offer on. And it uh, we were too late on that one. It had gotten an offer that they accepted just that morning, the, the morning that we made our offer later that day. So um, we missed out on that one too. And I think that one hit my husband a little harder than it did me. He was really excited about that one. And I was not counting my chickens before they hatched anymore after my experience with the first one that we had hoped to get. Um, but it's it's quite a process looking for land and trying to figure out how to expand and how to make the finances work with the bank. Um, so at that point, we had decided that we were pretty sure we wanted to expand and to do so, it would make the most sense for us to try to expand at the family farm that my husband's grandma um, lived at and was raised at. Um, so we started having some conversations there. The farm um, was in a partnership. My grandma and two of her sons owned the farm at that point. And so we started having a, some conversations with them about uh, if they would be interested in selling, selling out to us. Um, and that was a really scary moment. Um, we didn't want anyone to be upset or offended. Like I said, there's a, a big family and um, I think a, a lot of feelings about how the farm would be used in the future. Ultimately, what happened was the family had a Zoom conference um, to kind of discuss the issues that were at hand and to see if anyone else was interested in purchasing the farm that was in the family um, to make sure it was fair and everybody got an opportunity to voice their opinions and say what they thought um, about that. And ultimately, we came out of that and no one else had voiced their interest in purchasing the farm. So we went forward and did all of the the things you do when you buy land. We got um, an appraisal done and we made an official contract um, and walked through that whole process with um, grandma and with my husband's dad and his uncle to figure out what that process would look like. From the day that we first talked to them pretty seriously to the time that we had the farm closed on was about six months. So it wasn't a very long timeline compared to what a lot of farm transition timelines look like. 
felt like a long time to us just because we had some deadlines we were trying to meet with um, getting moved in time to get the kids in school and, and settled in that summer before they started at a new school and new daycares and all that. Um, and we had a lot of things that we needed to accomplish at the farm before we got here um, or before we were going to be settled in. So when we originally um, made the offer on the farm, we had planned for grandma to stay living in the home, the, the homestead on the farm. And we were going to build a equipment shed and put a shouse in one portion of it, some living quarters in there. And we were going to live in there until the point where grandma decided she didn't want to live in the house anymore um, and make that work there. We really wanted grandma to stay at the farm um, because we thought that would be really cool for our kids to get to see her all the time and, and to have her there. Uh, but eventually she decided that she wanted to move to town and she wanted us to live in the house at the farm. So that's what we went forward with. We did still build the equipment shed because it was uh, a need for the farm to increase the value, um, which helped us a lot with the loan paperwork with FSA. We did go through FSA for our loan. Um, and then we did have some equipment needs that we needed to purchase to be able to farm and we wanted to be able to take care of those and have them in a shed. So we did go ahead and build the equipment shed, but grandma moved to town and we moved into the home um, at the farm. There's a lot of renovations that we're going to need to do on the home. Um, we're a family of six and um, the home just needs a lot of updates to make it a little more current. So we're going to be working on those here in the next few years, which will be really exciting just to, to see the home kind of restored to its normal beauty. So we're very excited for that. Um, so eventually in, in June is when we did finally go ahead and close on the property. Um, that was a very exciting time. Grandma moved out in the summer. She she was waiting for a rental property um, to open up so that she could move into that. And then um, we moved into the farm in August and got it was a whirlwind of activity. We're actually still waiting on one of our trailers to get here to have the rest of our stuff. But that'll be really exciting. And then we immediately started um, construction on the equipment shed. We had planned or hoped to have that process started more before then, but the it ended up working out that it needed to we needed to wait to start construction until after we had cl officially closed on the property um, just to make everything, you know, according to the contract. So we waited until the property closed and then we started construction on the equipment shed and it got done um, within about three weeks. So first portion of September from when they actually started work on it. I, I, the, my story is getting a little patchy here. It's all been so crazy. I kind of forget the timeline of how things went. We did have to do quite a bit of tree clearing um, to get the ground level for the foundation of the equipment shed. And so that took some time. And then we had to wait on building crews and all that kind of timeline to line up. 
Um, our, our shed's not quite done. We're still waiting on the doors to be put on. And then we're also going to get power up there to the shed. It doesn't have power yet, but we're working on it. Um, since we got here, other things that have been happening. Um, so our cows have been calving. They're a fall calving herd, and they've been doing great out in the pasture. Um, honestly, better than we thought they would do. Um, these cows are new to us. They were new ones that we had purchased when we moved to the farm. And so we didn't know, you know, how that, how well they would do here, but they've done great. Um, great calving. We've had a couple sets of twins. It's been just really rewarding to me, um, to see them out on the grass and all the babies. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok, you probably wonder if I'm ever going to post, um, anything other than the baby calves at it, out at grass. Um, the answer is no, just that's all I'm posting from here on out. It's just, it's very, uh, rewarding and fulfilling for me to see that. Uh, it feels like something that's been a long time coming and, and that I've wanted for most of my life, honestly, just to, to be around that and to see that happening. Um, so other things that have happened since we got here, um, we had corn planted that we need to get harvested. We are still in the middle of that. Um, we had purchased a combine to harvest our corn, um, and it needed some repairs. So my husband and his dad have been working very diligently on that. I feel very blessed that they have that skill set that they can just, you know, open it up and look at it and know what needs to happen. Um, that's something that I for sure take for granted with them, but, um, they did a great job getting that patched up and fixed up, um, from that purchase that we made. And it has been doing great picking corn so far. We've had a little bit of problems with the corn being wet. Um, we've been, waiting and waiting. And it's been a very dry year here, so I'm not really sure why it's as wet as it is, but waiting for it to dry down has felt very long. Um, so we're still waiting uh, to see if that'll dry down some more so we can finish picking that. And then we'll plan on planting wheat behind it so that we can graze uh, the wheat some. Other things that have been going on, um, we've mainly just been focusing on getting uh, the farmstead cleaned up and things were rearranged a little bit. Um, the farm had, I mean, there's been generations um, of folks that have been farming out here. So you can imagine there's a lot of equipment that has not been used in some time. There's a lot of vehicles that were parked because they were no longer needed. Um, so yeah, just a lot of the general farmstead stuff that you have to go through when you buy um, someone else's property. And they had been a collector. I think all farmers are collectors of something. I think it's chains for my husband. I give him trouble about it a lot that he just has chains for every situation that you could ever imagine needing a chain for. He has it. Um and I think he came by it genetically because we've found quite a few chains in different buildings and sheds around the farm um, that I believe his grandpa had purchased at auctions and brought home from work and things like that when they had things that they didn't need there anymore. So um, getting all that organized and cleaned up and in a situation where we can kind of 
put things where we want them and set up our um, working area for, you know, the cows and the calves and get the barn cleaned up and usable again. We're, we're still hopeful that we'll be able to have, um, some dairy cows and some milk cows and, and then some goats that will utilize the barn with, um, but it's going to take us a while to get that done. So, um, it's been a good lesson in managing expectations. I think for everyone that everything takes time and it's going to take us several years probably to get things to a situation where we feel like everything is in its place and we're really proud of it and we're really happy with where things are at. Just because everything takes labor on the farm and there's busy seasons, which we're in one for sure right now with calving and picking corn, um, where, you know, other projects just don't get done. So it'll be nice, uh, this winter, we'll see how much we get done on the house and the barn and different outbuildings here and there and see what all we can work on getting cleaned up. Now, as far as um, what the transition itself has looked like, like I said, in the beginning, there really was no plans or expectations for what that would look like. Um, And since the sale has happened and we've kind of moved past that, I think it's gone pretty well. Um, There, I think there are still a lot of questions about what the future of the farm is going to look like and what we're going to do with it. And people want to be involved. And I'm honestly really grateful for that, that they feel so proud of the farm, the family farm, that they want to see things do well and see it succeed and, and be the beautiful place that they remember it being and that they remember spending time here as a kid or with their kids. And, um, it's just really neat to have so many people invested in the farm in that sense of like that emotional investment. A couple of things that I think we have discovered or maybe um, our beliefs around them have been reinforced since we've gotten here is one, um, the equipment is incredible for the needs on a farm. Um, it can make your life so much easier if you have the equipment that you need. And yet at the same time, you can get upside down in equipment so fast Um And so it's a constant conversation for us of what equipment is going to be the best investment for us. We did upgrade uh, to a new four-wheeler, well, new to us, four-wheeler, which we were badly in need of replacing. Our our four-wheeler we had been using before that was just not reliable um, and didn't have a lot of power. So I had gotten it stuck in the creek um, and had to be pulled out um, by horse. Um, and I, w- I was not very good at understanding the intricacies of driving that four wheeler and treating it delicately. Um, so we did go ahead and upgrade to a four wheeler that is treating us much better. Um, and trying to figure out, you know, what the best options for a shoot is going to be, what kind of uh, combine could we afford and what made the most sense for us to get? Um, did we need a planter? Do we need our own drill? Uh, do we need our own truck? Um, do we need a side-by-side so that the kids can go with us and actually enjoy getting to see the calves out on the grass as well? Those kinds of things have been just constant um, discussions for us 
of figuring out what's going to be the best investment with the funds that we have and what's going to be the most helpful. I can tell you a skid loader is pretty high on my husband's list as well. Um, That would make things so much easier as we start trying to clean up some tree rows and moving metal around that's been um, stored, you know, in a pile that we need it to be moved to a different place. And so that'll be um, very high on his list, I think. But we'll see how things unfold. Um, Another thing that I was very glad that we did invest in early on, um, we had invested in these actually years ago, and that was freestanding fence panels. Um, those I feel like were so helpful to us when we were moving and just the fact that you can set them up with your tractor and have a pin ready to put animals or livestock or whatever you need to in there within like 10 minutes is a huge asset. Um, we had invested in several of them when, before we had moved and they were handy, we liked having them around. But when we were in that transition process where we had livestock at our old house and some here, and then we had to move them and it was just so nice to have them, those freestanding fence panels. And then even now to be able to rearrange the pin um, so that we can, you know, make it a little bigger for the horses or keep them out of this one little spot in the creek that we don't want them, but let them go closer to it in other spots is very, very nice to have those and be able to manage your fence that way so easily. And the last thing I want to share is just a little bit of a perspective shift for me. Uh, to this point in my life, I feel like I've always kind of been racing the clock, trying to get to the next step or the next stage before some life event, like before we had kids, before we got married, before our kids were in school, before our kids were X amount of age. Just had some very, you know, detailed timelines of what we hoped or thought that could look like for our lives. And when you're trying to get started at the very beginning, I think sometimes it almost feels like time is running out. Like if I don't make it there by this time, then what's the point or what's the purpose? You know, I kind of shared early on that when we saw some of those, we were trying to expand and we didn't feel like those opportunities were there for us. It felt kind of hopeless. Like why even continue to do this? This isn't a smart investment for us if we're not going to be able to grow. Um, and so we felt a lot of pressure to like be making things happening um, so that we would have the opportunity to have a profitable farm before it was time to pass it on to our kids if they ever choose that. Um, and so now that we're here, it feels like a huge weight off of my shoulders. And that might sound very funny to some people because now that we're here, we have so much more work to do and so much pressure to know, you know, make things happen, to make ends meet, to get things taken care of. Um, you know, the the cash flow is so much more important at this size of an operation versus what we were at before. Before, if if we didn't have, you know, the cows be profitable or the goats be profitable or whatever. It was something that we could cover if we had to. It would be hard, but if we had to do it, we could do it. Here, the opportunity for failure is much greater um, because we are a larger at a larger size now. And by no means are we large, but larger for us. It's a big step up for us. Um, 
And so there's a lot more pressure for that, but I just feel a huge weight lifted off of our shoulders that it's almost like we made it. We got here. We did the thing we'd been trying to do for so long. Um, and that is we put ourselves in a place where we have the opportunity to succeed and to give our kids the chance to succeed someday in the same way, if they choose it, if that's something that they want to do and they may not, and that's okay, but they will at least have the option. Um, so I just feel very blessed. And I think that's why I enjoy sharing those videos and photos I take out in the pasture so much is that it's just, it feels like the, the ultimate sense of fulfillment for getting here. Um, so the timeline feels a lot longer now. Like I don't feel that pressure to get this done before my kids are a certain age so that they can actually be rewarded for it and they can actually grow up in it and, and get those experiences. Now I feel like the time has kind of stretched out and I have all these things that we want to do. We want to get milk cows when we want to expand our chicken coop and, you know, we, we want to expand more and, and keep growing. But I feel like now we have time to do that. Like I am still, <laughs> this sounds so silly. I am still a young person. Um, and there's hopefully a lot of time ahead of me. We, you know, I mean, we never know what the future holds, but I just feel like now I can work towards those goals without feeling like I'm running out of time. I can make progress towards those big things that we want to do and we have the resources to do them and we have the opportunity to do them. So there's no pressure to get them done yesterday. It's like they will come in time. I'm going to keep working at them and keep making progress towards them. And we will see how they happen. Um, it may take years for some of those things to happen, but that's kind of how dreams work. We're to that next stage where it's um, it feels really good to be here and it feels really good to look ahead to what we have the potential to do here. So that in a nutshell is what our transition looked like. And I just want to take a moment to invite you to the Farming on Purpose Facebook group. Um, I think that the more that we can share stories of what things look like for our family and how things are going and ask questions about these things of other people who are in similar or even different situations than us and can learn from what they're going through, the better off we will be um, as an industry as more people go through these farm transitions. Uh, in the next decade, in the next two decades, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for farms to transition to the next generation um, just because of the way that the dynamics in our age groups in our industry are set up. Um, but there's a lot of other factors there, uh, the economy shifting and the cost of equipment and the cost of land. All of those things are barriers for beginning farmers or for the next generation to be able to complete that transition. Um, so I think it's going to be a very interesting time in our industry as we look forward to what those things look like. The more that we can create conversations about them and talk about what's really happening on our own farms, on our own families' transitions, the more that we can take some of that knowledge and hopefully share it so that it's not one of those situations where like, if I only had known that what an option was or how someone else did this or had an example, then it would be a lot easier.
So um, I just want to invite you to that Facebook group. Come, um, we've introduced yourself, share what you're going through. And we've got a really supportive group in there so far who are interested in supporting each other and helping each other learn and see how things go as you take the next step in your operation. If you've enjoyed spending time with us today, please take a moment to review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or join the conversation on social media. Do you have a topic you would like to discuss or know someone with a story to share? Apply to be a guest on the podcast at farmingonpurpose.com. You can follow the host of Farming on Purpose, Lexi, on your favorite social media platforms for more content by searching for Farming on Purpose. And remember, if you look around your table and aren't inspired by the people there, it's time to find a new seat.